Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Hello there. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick, if that wasn't already painfully obvious. Welcome back to the show. As always, if you're new to the show, welcome in. Glad you, you came to listen. If you've been been here with us the whole time, welcome back, and, and happy you guys support me and, and this, this endeavor that I'm on. But, well, hey, we're just blowing right through February, aren't we? It's, it's already February 17th. There is 11 days left in this month. 11 days left in February of 2021. We are just off to a a quick, fast start here in in this new year. And I, for one, wish it would just slow the hell down. (laughs) But not like last year. God, no, not like last year. But then again, I want the fall to be here so I can play Halo Infinite. Anyway, welcome all. You know, as always, you know, like, subscribe, share, click, touch, poke. Uh, jump, I don't know what you guys call it. Do do all those fancy, fun things to, to, to the show. We're on all platforms, pretty much. Damn you, iHeartRadio. I don't know what the fuck is taking so long with that damn company and why it, they won't put me on their platform. Stupid, stupid jerks. God, jerk face. <sighs> anyway, let's jump right in into what we're here for, right? We're, we're here to talk about the nerd news of the week. And, and I hope you guys like this new style I've transitioned to where we're, we're talking from Wednesday to Wednesday, right? I don't I don't want to talk about stuff that's a week old anymore, a week plus old anymore. I, I want to talk about things that are that are as current as possible. and and it, it I think it's made an easier transition for for the show to go into. and obviously, you know, things may still change as time moves forward but but uh, 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 let's stick to what we know shall we let's stick to what we know anyway let's let's jump in with video games as always the first topic of the day except for a few times when we haven't but you know that that's there's other reasons for that and hasn't happened in a while but i bet you guys are shocked to hear this as much as i am wink wink slash sarcasm but dice la is working on a new battlefield. Shocker, right? A new battlefield. Oh, yeah. The 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 franchise has been dormant for what? A few years now. When was the last battlefield? I think it was what? Battlefield 6, Battlefield 1, whatever you wanted to call it. Battlefield 6. Oh, sorry. Battlefield 6 comes out this year. So Dice LA is working on on a a version of it, right? But Battlefield 5 came out, oh, that's what it was. Battlefield 5 came out in 2018, so it's going to be about three years. And, of course, their their game before that was Star Wars Battlefront 2 in 2017. So it, it has been it has been quite quite a while um, for those games. Battlefront, of course, Battlefront 2 has completely changed around a bit. And let us see. So... With that being said, I wonder what Dice LA is working on. Are they working on a spinoff of the franchise, you know, like Bad Company? Are they working on 
something for the new Battlefield 6. It, it'll be interesting to see, because DICE is headquartered in... Um, they're in Sweden, right? They're they're based in Sweden. They do have, like I said, Dice LA is their their sister studio that does other projects for them. So <clears throat> we'll see. But I remember last year, Dice LA, Vince Zampella took over, and they weren't going to be part of Dice anymore. So I, I, who knows? I guess they are still working on on Battlefield stuff, even though Vince Zampella said. They weren't, so we'll 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 see what what actually happens and when Battlefield launches later this year, and we'll see how it goes up against the juggernaut that Call of Duty has reinvented itself into, right? Like, how is Battlefield going to compete in in this new space where Fortnite and uh, Warzone and, and Warzone have really like taken over? It'll be interesting to see how 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 that happens because Battlefield already had larger battles than Call of Duty, right? But it'll be interesting to see how they fit in with the Battle Royale space and how they can adapt. I mean, not not every shooter multiplayer has to do that. But again, if you want to be like the masses, you, you, you kind of have to you kind of have to adapt yourself to fit that mold more, unfortunately. But we'll see. We'll see how that all turns out. Uh, also, newly announced, Nintendo has launched a new concierge program that it it that it gives one-on-one service to help you find what game you want to play next. Right? Uh, you can get to it from the Nintendo website, and it goes for Switch games, uh, what to play next, other different things. So it's not just games, but it's all stuff related to your Switch experience. And it says, uh, if you do the the play next option, it says, quote, discuss recommendations on games to play next based on who is playing play styles, favorite games, system, and accessories owned, unquote. That's a pretty awesome service. It reminds me, you know, back in the day, Nintendo, it was a little before my time, but, but back in the day, Nintendo actually had like, I forget if they're called game gurus or not, but you could call them. And they would walk you through levels if if you got lost. And I I can't remember what they were what their name is now. But it, it essentially with Nintendo Power you could call them, and they had guides on like every game, and they would walk you through levels. And it's like they don't do that anymore. Granted, strategy guides became a thing, and of course now YouTube and Twitch exist, so it's like they don't need it anymore. But it's like this this thing has been around for a long time. It's just changed over the years. We also finally have a release date for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, the new PS5 exclusive. That will launch on June 11th per new PlayStation blog. So the new Ratchet and Clank game will be out June 11th. I know that's a lot of news, uh, or people are looking forward to that game as it's a, a big show title for for the PlayStation 5. And hopefully PlayStation 5s are a lot easier to get when that game comes out in June for people. Hopefully I'll have a PlayStation 5 by then as well. But... Anyway, how about this? Scientists have figured out that pigs, pigs, can play video games with their snouts. So in a new study uh, that was announced by the BBC, and it was published in the Frontiers in Psychology, they investigated that pigs that were named Hamlet, Omelette, Ivory, and Ebony, and they were able to move a joystick with their snouts and following something on a screen, which 
is 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 wow. So quote from the study. Uh, the lead author said, quote, this sort of study is important because as with any sentient beings, how we interact with pigs and what we do to them impacts and matters to them, unquote. So pigs are more sentient than we thought. Granted, I I mean, we kind of knew that, I think. And it said a lot of them did a lot better, like were just really well at, at how they interacted. That's just wild that, that pigs could interact with stuff on a screen and targets on a screen and use a joystick to move it around. Like, pigs are way smarter than we thought. Granted, we're learning a lot more animals are, are smarter than they thought. Looks like all pigs are truffle pigs, if you know the saying. But moving on from science, we talk about Pokemon. We go from, from one animal to a fake animal. Uh, Pokemon Day is... Uh, of course, July, uh, February, July, February 27th, uh, it is the 25th anniversary of, of Pokemon, and they will be kicking it off with a free concert by Post Malone. Yeah, like, I didn't even know Post Malone was, like, into Pokemon. Like, uh, logic would have made more sense, because, you know, he sold the Pokemon card last year and, like, reinvigorated things. But, I, I, like, like, Post Malone is cool and all, but... Like I, I dig his music. It's just I'm like I'm really surprised by him being the person. But hey, hey whatever, whatever they want to do, whoever came to them, who knows, right? We don't know all the deals, but probably gonna be good. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, next next week, though. In ten days, ten days from today, um, it was also announced this week that Kingdom Hearts is finally coming to the PC, and it will be exclusive to the the Epic Game Store. And it will just be the mainline game. So the remix of, of 1.5 and 2.5, 3, and then the new media or main music mania game or whatever they're whatever it's called. But those are the games coming to PC. That does not seem like a game that will play well on mouse and keyboard. That's for damn sure. Oh, you know, wait, maybe not. They'll just you'll click a lot for things. It's definitely a game you want to play for, with controller on PC. I know it's controller on PC, but a lot of people play with controller on PC. Um, that's coming March 30th, though. And then here is an article I did not expect to, to, to talk about, given the franchise's history. Call of Duty, of course, is what we're talking about. But Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is one of now the best-selling games in U.S. history. It's already the 20th in terms of the dollar sales uh, per the NPD group. And Cold War has, so it's the third straight month of the best-selling game, and it became uh, the best-selling game of 2020 in, in two months, but it doesn't, the, the Animal Crossing could be higher because they don't count digital sales, but it's the 20th game on the NPD's list of best-selling games based on dollar sales, so that that doesn't necessarily mean forever. But that that's nuts, and it's not even that good of a Call of Duty game. It 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 that that's I can't believe how high it is. But I don't have dollar sales exactly. But uh, here we go. Uh, U.S. sales, hardware sales totaled five point three billion, thirty percent five percent higher than twenty nineteen. Um, so that's the most it's been 
since the 5.6 billion mark was hit in 2011. Uh, Nintendo Switch was the best-selling hardware platform in units and dollars for December and 2020 year. Uh, Switch obviously dominated that year, last year, just because they were available when the pandemic started. And let me see if I can find the exact dollar amount. I can't find the dollar amount for, for Black Ops Cold War, but that's crazy. Of, of all Call of Duty games, that one. Wild, wild, wild. But we also finally got some news regarding G4. And two of the channel's former hosts will be returning to, to host their respective shows. Uh, it is now confirmed that Adam Sessler will return to host Attack, uh, uh, X-Play and review games. And we'll have a revolving door of co-hosts or industry people to talk about games and gaming in general. And then Kevin Pereira has been confirmed to return to host Attack of the Show. Uh, no word yet on if Olivia Munn is coming back. I know there were talks of her potentially coming back. I know she expressed interest in coming back. But but it looks like the real foundation of G4 is returning, and that's a good thing. That makes me excited for, for the return of G4 if those two are back in the hosting chairs. And the one time... You're going to hear me talk about Fortnite in good light for quite a while. It's it's rare. Fuck Fortnite is a favorite of mine, favorite phrase of mine. But Fortnite is getting a Tron tie-in coming soon. Uh, Tron is one of my favorite movies, and I wish more people knew about Tron, and I hope Tron 3 gets made. So I am, I guess, a little happy that there's a Tron tie-in in Fortnite to hopefully get more people interested in Tron. And that is all the time I'm going to give Fortnite because I'm not going to give them any more time than they are deserved. <laughs> Fuck Fortnite. Anyway, moving forward, it looks like the class action lawsuit against Sony for the DualSense controller will be moving forward. Now, it, it is claiming that Sony was aware and didn't disclose it, and they said, quote, fraudulent, deceptive, unlawful, and unfair, unquote. I would argue that maybe they didn't know, but it looks like it will be filed by CSK&D, and they have formally filed the class action suit in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York. A lot of cases go into that one, and it was first filed on behalf of plaintiff Lamarck Turner, and it is against Sony Corporation of America and Sony Interactive Entertainment. And it's the first one against DualSense, probably not the last. Again, it's rare to see controller drift two months after. And the, uh, the complaint says this, quote, A defect that results in characters or gameplay moving on screen without user command or manual operation of the joystick, unquote. So, I don't know, Sony has known and been aware, they're claiming, and it says, quote, through online consumer complaints, complaints made by consumers directly to it, and through its own pre-release testing, unquote. We'll see what happens. And it also said, quote, when consumers experience the drift effect, their options for repair are slim. Reportedly, Sony PlayStation's dedicated portal for issues with PS5 hardware including the DualSense controllers, experiencing a backlog and redirecting consumers 
to contact a customer service agent via the contact page for PlayStation support. Customers are experiencing long wait times and having to deal with a maze of pre-recorded phone prompts before finally speaking with an agent concerning repairs for DualSense controller drift, unquote. They're looking for a ju- jury trial, monetary relief. Wow. And this dude bought his PS5 on February 5th. And it had drift on day one. Oh my god. That is... I... That's... That's a little hard to believe. There's a whole lot of articles on this if you guys want to go deeper and deeper. But same day drift is... is ugh, I don't know. That's going to be a sticky situation. And we will be watching it here at Next News to see... How it all plays out. Uh, Game Maker's Remedy. Great little studio. Out of... Uh, I forget where they're out of. But they've made a lot of great games over the years. And unfortunately they are not considered like AAA. Even though their games are AAA. Uh, you know, maker of uh, Alan Wake. Control. The original Max Payne games. Quantum Break. And they have reported that in 2020 they doubled its operating profit which is such great thing to hear because they are a small studio and we're at risk of of you know closing because they they their games don't get big play and uh, per their latest financial report their full year revenue is up 30% at 4.1 million euros and pro- operating profit came in at 13.2 million uh, over twice the 6.5 million euros that they'd got during 2019 when Control was out. So, well, Control came out in late 2019. So it just shows that in 2020, they were able to push, or Control was pushed so much by people that they, they are finally getting really the credit they deserve and the success that they deserve as well. And, of course, it came out on 2020 in, in different games or in different on different services. And the Ultimate Edition just recently released, but uh, and different expansions came out, of course, for Control in 2020. So that it's a good thing to hear from them, and I can't wait to see what other games they come out with in the future. They are a very talented studio. So cheers to Remedy for finally really getting all the 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 credit and due they are earned. They've earned. And, and I hope it continues forward. But we also, I want to talk about a new game on Steam that is like taking the world by storm. And it's an early access game. And I, I personally haven't looked into it too much just yet. But per the official Steam page, it's called Valheim. And let me, let's pull up the official Steam page here on it. It's like I said. It's early access. It's it's taking over the the internet, if you will. Okay. Well, apparently I can't spell. Okay, Valheim. It's twenty bucks, right? So it's not even expensive. It is a quote brutal exploration and survival game for one to ten players, set in a procedurally generated purgatory, inspired by Viking culture. Battle, build, and conquer your way to a saga worthy of Odin's patronage, and it's already sold 2 million copies. And that was in 13 days. And that it has a current concurrent player milestone of 360,000 players, according to the, the developers. And that's crazy. So it is a survival game. 
It sold a million copies in eight days and two million copies in 13 days. That's crazy. It's already on the top seller list. 160,000 concurrent players. It's the one of the most highest played games on Steam. It it's it's nuts, man. How how this is even happening, right? A game that came out of nowhere and like I said it's it's in early access. It's in early access and and it's blown up. Props to this studio for making a game that people love and and is gaining popularity, right? Props to them. So yeah, Valheim, if you guys are looking for a new survival game to play. And it's got a big player base, so you don't have to worry about never finding a crew. Valheim, keep that, keep 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 watch on that, keep watch on that. Uh, also announced this year, Stadia, uh, or at least Google has promised that Stadia will get 100 plus games this year. Uh, who knows if that's really true. And there's also now rumors floating around. So granted, if you get those hundred game, if they are promising over a hundred games for this year alone, that that will keep Stadia owners happy. But uh, also floating around that that Google decided to kill their development studios because of the Xbox Bethesda deal. Like, why would that scare them? Of all things, very strange story, and it will be interesting to see if that comes out as true. Uh, but who knows? Uh, also. It was announced, Xbox announced a new Xbox-branded headset. So this is a, a first-party headset, not like my Steel Series that I have. So it is the new Xbox wireless headset. Uh, it will cost $100 when it launches in March. It is available for pre-order. They're claiming best-in-class audio and chat performance. I don't know how you can do that on something that's not out yet. Uh, it, it, it is, it's very sleek and minimal, minimalist-looking. I guess the, the, the... Uh, outside of the cups are dials that you can spin back and forth. Granted, Microsoft has has like upped its game in in headset manufacturing. They do have the Surface headphones, which are are very highly regarded. At least the second version of them. So if they they base that off of this, I I can see I can see that working well in their favor. And and it does have spatial audio, and they they are comparable to the the. I forget what they're calling the 3D Pulse headset. I think for PlayStation, and what's funny is they teased the, this headset in the Xbox Series X commercial like last year, and people didn't even realize it. But it does have a built-in microphone. It will have an equalizer experience that that's built in, and it does look really nice. It says battery life var will vary uh, depending on usage. Like I said, it, it launches for $99. I'm a little upset. I'm not upset because I bought the, the, the Steel Series and I love them, right? This will have the same thing like the Steel Series where you can actually pair a phone and the Xbox at the same time. Uh, so like if you want to listen to music while you're playing, you can do that and still have, have game stuff. Uh, it is a little annoying when you're playing Call of Duty because your friends are trying to talk to you and you're listening to music. Uh, they, they brought it up like if you're trying to listen to a game and maybe you have Discord on your phone and you want to talk to your friends on Discord, so you can do that. And uh, they do have flash charging. Uh, 30 minutes of charging, they say, gets you about four, outer, four hours of battery life. Three hours of charging gets you up to 15 hours of battery life when it's not in use. Um, that is... Um, this is per Xbox Wire, so this is all, all from them. 
and it, it you can all do it on your uh, the, the the app and everything like that and it will have bluetooth and, and xbox connectivity no dongle so it, it will connect just to the xbox you don't need anything separate but that will release in march for a hundred dollars uh, you can see more on xbox audio it look they look really nice I will say this, the Xbox, official Xbox headset that they released for the Xbox One, and this one had like a built-in mic, it was wired, it was wired, but it had these nice foam cushions over the ears, a, a friend's borrowing them now, and they were noise-canceling, those were some of the nicest headsets I've had for gaming next to my, my Steel Series are my best, hands down, the Steel Series are, are the best headset I've ever had. But the Xbox one I had before were are really really nice, and the I I like my Platinum PlayStation Four headset, but I don't like that it doesn't have like a microphone. And I know Sony has like perfected that technology. I just and they're comfy. I don't like them as much as my Steel Series though. But they are really 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 good. So I, I will say that, and I think they work on PS Five. I don't remember if they don't. Okay, I just confirmed that they, they do work on PS5. So when I get a PS5, I don't need to buy a new headset, even though probably should. <laughs> but a couple other new things that were announced with Xbox today, too, I just wanted to follow up with. They announced a new feature called FPS Boost on backwards compatible games on the Series X and S. Uh, it's going to be a new compatibility option that you can enable and... Uh, the developers don't have to do anything. Microsoft and their backwards compatible team are taking care of it all. And you can, uh, you'll be able to like boost the frames per second on, on your certain games. Uh, it's coming to four games first. So the first four games are Far Cry 4, New Super Lucky's Tale, Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. So excuse me, five games. And... Uh, so now, like Super Lucky's Tale, they said, can run up to 120 frames per second. UFC 4 can run up to 60 on Series S. And it, it's going to be like their new Auto HDR option. So there, there is a compatibility options option on your games when you are playing the backwards compat games. So there, there's that's all there. And a lot of this stuff is going to come to games from game for game pass and, and things like that. So, you know, super lucky's tale and sniper elite four are both in there. So that, that is something that's, that's nice to see coming from them on older games, getting an, an additional performance boost already on, on top of ones that, that might not have before. And that is actually it for gaming. That is it for gaming. Not a, not a major story to end gaming on this week. How about that? But hey, that's how the cookie crumbles, right? That is how the cookie crumbles. Anyway, let's move on. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I gotcha. There was actually a Nintendo Direct today. And they announced quite a bit of stuff, actually. The first news is Raya and Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 will be joining Smash Ultimate as two new uh, DLC characters. We are getting a remastered or HD version of Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword coming to Switch later this year, as along with a Skyward Sword-themed Joy-Con controller. They announced Splatoon 3. Yes, Splatoon 3 will launch in 2022. No, no exact date. Uh, Mario Gar Golf Super Smash was announced. That will release in June. A new Star Wars game from Zynga 
Uh, it is a new free-to-play squad-based, like, hunter something fighter shooter game called Star Wars Hunters will release later this year. Uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout will be coming to Nintendo Switch this summer. Hyrule Warriors um, is getting a expansion pass with some DLC. Ninja Gaiden the uh, Master Collection is coming to Switch in June. Uh, that was also announced for other platforms, so not just Nintendo Switch. So rap rapid fire announcements here. Uh, the Outer Wilds, which which is a smaller indie game, is coming to Switch this year. Samurai Warriors 5, which is, of course, an offshoot of the Dynasty Warriors franchise, is coming. A Legend of Mana remaster. Tales from the Borderlands, which just recently re-released on uh, PS... I think PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles, is coming to Switch. And finally, next month, Hades is getting a physical release. It will, of course, come with the cartridge of the game, a PC download for the game's soundtrack, as well as a full art, uh, colorized art book of every character from the game. So all the different gods drawn in it or directly pulled from the game. So if, if you love Hades, which is a great game if you haven't played it, I have it on, on PC. I wouldn't mind having it on Switch, and there is cross-progression. But it, 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 it is coming in a physical release to Switch next month for Hades. So be on the lookout for that. That is it for video games. And I'm being serious this time. So let's actually move on to TV. And got a bit of stuff to talk about today. The first bit is we are getting a True Lies reboot. Yes, True Lies on TV. At CBS, it was originally greenlit at Fox three years ago with Mick G and, and James Cameron, uh, but now it's actually going to be uh, filmed for CBS. It will come. Mick G is still directing the pilot, and uh, James Cameron is still on board as an executive producer. No word on casting or anything like that, but it will be coming to CBS. Uh, NBC also announced... What what I would call like the saddest news in a long time, but Brooklyn Nine Nine will end with season eight next year. Uh, season eight was supposed to premiere last fall. Obviously, with the pandemic, things things were delayed. They had also started to film the show, but in the wake of George Floyd's murder, they decided to you know redo the the season. Um, and unfortunately, the show will only have a 10 season, 10 episode series season, uh, final season. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine will not continue. And, and I'm upset because Brooklyn Nine-Nine is, is, has been one of my, literally one of my favorite shows in a very long time. It is a great comedy. And if you haven't watched it, you are doing yourself a major disservice. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is, is, it's so good. It really is, and and like I said, if, if you haven't watched, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. And I know people are like, well, I don't like Andy Samberg. Well, I mean, he's just one part of the show. There's so much more going on in that show besides Andy Samberg. If it, and I know that's a, a reason a lot of people don't like it, but there's so much more going on, and it's totally worth a watch. And it, it's it's sad that it it it's ending. I don't know if it's soon, um, but at least it came back from the brink once before, and unfortunately, it probably won't happen again. Um, also announced that Clue will be getting a animated series over at, at Fox. 
I don't know how long it will go on for. I mean, how many times can and uh, Professor Mustard? What I don't even. I've never even really played the game. Oh wait, Colonel Mustard, right? How many times can you accuse Colonel Mustard on a TV show? Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. But in amazing news, Dave Chappelle has worked out his differences with Netflix and and other streaming, and Chappelle's show is officially back on Netflix. Um, he was giving uh, during a stand-up, and it was caught on on film an Instagram video. Uh, this is per Variety. He said that um, this is quote. I asked you to stop watching the show, and thank God Almighty for you, you did. You made that show worthless because without your eyes, it's nothing, and you stopped watching it. They called me, and I got my name back, I got my license back, and I got my show back, and they paid me millions of dollars. Thank you very much. Um, he wanted he thanked CEO of Netflix, Ted Sarandos, Sarandos, um, and. You know, even though it was a financial detriment to them to, to take it off the air. Uh, he also thanked the head of Viacom, for, said for, quote, an interest in making the past right and doing something very courageous, quote. Uh, and then he also capped it off by saying, quote, and finally, after all these years, I can finally say to Comedy Central, it's been a pleasure doing business with you, unquote. So, yes, as of now, Netflix and... Uh, I think CBS All Access both now have Chappelle's show back on streaming, and you can watch them on both uh, after being removed, after right after being added, uh, due to some contract disputes with Dave Chappelle that he wanted to make sure things were made right. Also announced for ne- for Amazon. Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are creating and starring in a Mr. and Mrs. Smith reboot television show. So yes, the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where it's an unsuspecting couple is actually both like professional hitmen, assassin, like uh, mercenary type people that they don't even know it. But that, that is coming to Amazon in the near future. Uh, then we got some news from Disney and Marvel Plus, Disney, Marvel and Disney Plus, and and other things. Marvel has announced a new show called Marvel Assembled. It will be a new documentary series about the making of WandaVision, probably in the same vein as as the making of of the Mandalorian for for Star Wars. Um, it's also been floating that Cara Dune may be recast. Uh, now that that. Gina Carano has been been removed. I'm not going to talk on that subject much long at all. I will talk about this story, but she will not be recast. Uh, Hasbro actually pulled all all future toys with Cara Dune too, interestingly, uh, but she will not be recast. Even though some fans had started calling for her to be recast by Lucy Lawless, but you know what? I don't care. I didn't care for the character that much. She was kind of cool, but Gina Carano. Whatever, dude. Like, her not being in the show is not a big fucking deal. All right? If Pedro Pascal leaves, that's a big fucking deal. If we lose the Mandalorian, if we lose, like, Baby Yoda or some shit, we have a problem. But I'm more cool with them replacing her with, like, Bo-Katan, to be honest. Like, let's keep it Mandalorian. It seemed like she was leaving anyway to go do Rangers of the New Republic. So, like, everybody needs to take a fucking chill pill. 
Like, seriously. Seriously. Uh, also announced, and we'll talk about WandaVision in a bit, DuckTales will conclude on the 15th of March with a 90-minute season series finale special. And that is coming next month. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, also got some news here. Uh, will Arnett will be joining the Twisted Metal cartoon. Yes, the animated series based on Twisted Metal, the awesome car demolition series on PlayStation. Uh, he will be voicing Sweet Tooth, but not not the clown driving the car. He's going to be voicing Sweet Tooth the clown, the floating head that is on the ice cream truck, which is even better in my in my honest opinion. God, I miss I miss Twisted Metal. I that is a series that is prime for a comeback. And I've talked about that before on this program. Twisted Metal is a, a series that is prime for a comeback and needs to come back. That would be awesome. Uh, moving on to HBO Max, though. Uh, head of programming at HBO Max, Casey Bloys, has announced that the Peacemaker show, the, the, the prequel series to James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, is expecting to premiere next January, as it, as it they are going to start filming this year. Uh, very soon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and they, like I said, they hope to premiere that show in January. Uh, also announced is a shining TV show called The Overlook Hotel, being produced by J.J. Abrams. And also, apparently in the works, is a Constantine reboot uh, that will serve as a uh, companion series to the J.J. Abrams Justice League Dark series that he's working on. And honestly, I want J.J. as far away from every fucking franchise I love. But unfortunately... They will be moving forward with a new actor, not not um, not Matt Ryan, who gloriously plays. Is it Matt Ryan? I now I'm very now I'm, I'm um, the one the the actor who plays him on uh, uh, who played him on the NBC show that got canceled, and then of course plays him on Legends of Tomorrow. Okay, yes, Matt Ryan, but he will not be coming back for this potential series. And that's upsetting. That's upsetting. He's honestly one of the best people to portray the character. He even did so in the Justice League Dark animated film, and it's not even tied in with the Arrowverse. He's just that good of a portrayal of John Constantine. But whatever, JJ, do your thing, I guess, bud. Jerk. Ruin more things. Um... Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the HBO Max side of things. Uh, meanwhile, over at Netflix, we are going to be getting a live-action Wednesday Adams show from Tim Burton. And honestly, that's like the greatest fucking thing I've heard in a long time. If anyone is going to be the best at making a Wednesday Adams show, it's Tim fucking Burton. Like, honestly, it it's paradise right for those two and the fact that he's never made the fact that he's never made an adams family movie is just is wild right and granted the the per person who made the uh, the uh, the films from the 90s barry sonnefeld he knows how to do like that creepy vibe just as well i mean look at look at the men in black films too you know and he did the a series of unfortunate events for netflix so like the dude knows how to do like that that vibe but tim burton 
honestly is the best person for an Adams family type movie. Like there's there's no one there's no one more perfect for the role. Let's put it that way. But let's talk about WandaVision before we move on to the movies. And oh my fucking god, what is going on in this episode? First off, super 90s, very 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 much gives off a Malcolm in the Middle vibe, which totally down with. And we get more insight into Pietro or um God, what's his name? I uh, Quicksilver, right? And of course, as I mentioned last week, Evan Peters is is playing the role. The role he played the same role in the Fox X Men films, but now that we have an episode with him, it doesn't seem like he's playing that version of Quicksilver. He's playing like a twisted version of of uh, uh, the one played by Aaron Taylor Johnson in the MCU. But also, maybe not. And there's a lot of meta commentary and jokes in this about things that even fans are thinking about the show. But what's also really cool is that the the Maximoff kids, or Wanda's kids, are dressed in... It's a Halloween episode. So everyone's in like their comics-accurate costume, but like a Halloween costume version. Wanda, Vision, uh, even Wanda's kids are dressed up as their what they look like in the comics and there's a lot of strange goings on. We we're finally given a hint at some idea of, of what the townspeople, what's wrong with them. And it's clear that they're like under a spell because vision kind of goes to the outskirts of town and people are like stuck in a loop. And he sees like people like this woman who's like trying to hang something and just crying because she's stuck. And then Vision actually tries to break out and it it's clear that he's a product of like this alternate reality because his body starts breaking down immediately when he tries to get out and there's a lot of interesting things going on in the real world and then in in Wanda and Vision's like alternate reality but it'll be interesting to see how cuz the hex has grown that's what they're calling it so it's even bigger than it was so I wonder who is going to be their, their like Luke Skywalker level cameo that they're teasing. But there's a lot of questions to be had after this week's episode. Who is this version of Quicksilver, Pietro? Why does he know so much about what's going on and he's not under Wanda's spell? Is he a villain in disguise, which a lot of people are now theorizing online? Is he from the X-Men universe or not? Is he from the multiverse or not? Is this just... I saw a new theory that this is just fun casting by by Marvel and didn't realize of the fan repercussions, which, no, they know what they're doing. And also, the tension between Wanda and Vision is, is hyping up. And how will this affect it is the next question. Other questions I have, what's going on in the real world now? Is Doctor Strange going to get involved? Are other Avengers going to get involved? Is Wanda under the control of someone? Or is she doing this on herself just from grief? A lot of things are going on. But this Halloween episode was great. And the meta commentary is what made it even better. It like took it above and beyond. And Quicksilver's like remarks clearly showing that he knows this is like a TV show and things like that. And, and acting very strange and in on the joke. 
is is what makes it even better. Meanwhile, you have Vision, who's very confused by the whole situation and and clearly not remembering anything. And it it's it, it's it's moving at a different pace than it was at the beginning. So we only have a few episodes left, but it'll be very very interesting to see how it all plays out and who the villain is and how it ties into the MCU moving forward. But a solid episode for sure. My personal favorite episode of the season, like 9 out of 10. Nothing yet has come that would tell me that there's a better episode before this one that's that's aired so far. But who knows, that could change this week as as we move closer and closer to the big reveal, I guess, of, of what's really going on. But that is it for TV news. Let's switch gears and head on over to what's going on in movie land. And the first bit of news we have, another bit of casting news for the Borderlands movie being directed by Eli Roth. Jack Black has joined the cast as Claptrap, Claptrap, excuse me, the, the trusty robot character that I guess is a little snarky in the game too. And from what I can see online, I've never personally played the, the Borderlands games, people are stoked and love this casting of Jack Black as the character. Also, uh, things started floating around saying that Face Off was going to be rebooted by Adam Wingard, the director of Godzilla vs. Kong. And people were like, why are we getting a reboot to Face Off? Like, that movie is, like, near perfect. Well, it turns out, uh, and Adam Wingard himself clarified, it will actually be a sequel to the film, not a reboot or anything like that. I wonder, though, if they'll be able to get Travolta and Cage to be on board to come back. Because, of course, they're... Eccentric personalities are what made that film great, and it was seeing Travolta play Nick Cage and Nick Cage play, play Travolta. So it's like that's a major dynamic. And if anything, if they do do a sequel and they maybe just mention them, you have to get two people in today's chops that that could fit that caliber and watch them play each other and and. Well, I'll have to think about this now. I, I, I will definitely start thinking of like eccentric duos that have never worked together that could play off of each other in a cool way and and make it work and make it be funny too. That would be interesting. I was just thinking maybe RDJ and Ben Affleck, you know, big stars of the, the different comic, but no, I don't think it would work. But um, in other news, which I'm finding very strange, and... I just recently found out that, like, Bam Margera has been hanging out in my town a lot lately. Like, I get it, because Bob Burnquist's Mega Ramp, or Super Ramp, whatever you want to call it, is in my town. And it it's... But, like, you don't hear about big skaters coming to my town anymore. I mean, we're not we're not like that anymore. But it it's... I, I don't know. It's very interesting to hear. I haven't personally seen him, even though he's literally been at places around my house. And it's been in the news because his, like, Bentley was fucking stolen recently. But I just, I don't know. <laughs> and it, it's weird to hear that kind of stuff. So I, I haven't personally seen him, but he's in the news for other reasons. And apparently his, all his scenes from... Jackass 4 have been cut. And he says, uh, this is what he says about it. Uh, he said, I guess it's from Lad Bible. He posted all these on Instagram. 
And he says, quote, who the fuck cares if I'm drunk as hell anymore? Jackass has put me through hell on fucking wheels for a year and a half. I wrote them so many ideas. If I'm not in the movie and you use my ideas, how do you think that will make me feel? The last thing I want to do is be in a courtroom with Jeff Tremaine. I love him, but fuck, man. I'm not in Jackass 4. If anybody cares about me, don't go see their movie. Because I will make mine way fucking ratter if you just Venmo me a dollar, unquote. Uh, And I guess he went on to say, if anybody cares about me at all, then throw me a fucking bone and send a dollar to this Venmo. And the more you send, the ratter shit we can do. And I give everyone fucking credit for it. Like, I can't compete with their 10 million, ladies and gentlemen. But if I had that, I would blow them out of the fucking water, unquote. Look, I really like Bam. I loved watching Viva La Bam. I love the Jackass films. But if I have to watch men in their 40s drunkenly perform these stunts, it's not as cool, right? I I know they were drunk and high and shit back then. I'm not going to kid myself. But, like, watching them now, kind of, like, drunk and doing it, it it wouldn't be the same, dude. Like, you, no. And, uh, I hate to say this, I really do, but if Bam was like that, I'd rather him not be in the movie. It's like, you don't want to watch people you enjoyed watching as, a, like, younger, watching them, like, like, just, like, sad and old and drunk and... I don't know, man. That is just not something I want to see. I personally just do not want to see that. And I love Bam, and I love the Jackass crew. I love Johnny Knoxville. But, like, no. I'm sorry. And I'm sure Bam's hurting after losing Ryan Dunn, his best friend. And I can understand, like, them having being collaborative and stuff. And that just, like, losing your juice and mojo. But... Just no. I'm sorry, no. I can't. I can't sign on and watch that. That's just not something not something I wanna I wanna enjoy. But moving on to happier things. The Snyder Cut trailer was released on Sunday. And oh my God. This trailer looks better than the whole Whatever shit that came out in 2017 that was directed by that serial disgusting human who was a serial harasser. I'm not even going to say his name anymore because just disgusting, horrible shit is coming out that he did to people. But the Snyder version, the Snyder cut of the trailer is better than whatever was released in theaters in 2017. I'm going to say that right now. And I can't fucking wait. We are a month out from the Snyder cut. And it looks amazing, and some of the new scenes look great. It looks like they might even be able to redeem the the Jared Leto Joker. Because we live in a society. Oh my god, this, this movie. I hope it just changes everyone's opinions. I really hope, I really hope people understand that this is what it was meant to be. Go watch the trailer if you haven't seen it yet. It just, it really makes it that we get to see granny goodness in the trailer granny fucking goodness and more dark side and oh my god i can't fucking wait i can't fucking wait dude it's gonna be so glorious it'll be so glorious in all of its four hour glory with a 10 minute intermission but we'll see how it if it 
if the DCU sticks to it or if it's just going to be a one-off thing. Like, I don't care because it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, also announced Mission Impossible 7 and 8 will no longer be shot back-to-back. It looks like it has to do with, you know, Tom Cruise having to, I guess, focus on things that are coming out. I, well, he has he has Mission, uh, Mission Impossible. He has Top Gun 2 Maverick coming out this year. So he has to do promotional stuff for that. So they won't be able to film Mission Impossible 8. Um, and other part of it is they just want to make sure that all precautions in, are in place for testing and social distancing practices and things like that so unfortunately they won't be filmed back to back but mission impossible 8 is still set to release next november uh excuse me november 2022 next november is or is that this, this november i'm not debating dates but they're not going to be filming back to back like they originally planned and uh, it also came out recently that ryan johnson's star wars is still set to come out. So his his Star Wars trilogy is still set to come out. And he was speaking on a podcast, uh, Sarah Wilson, who is a Sar- Saraya Wilson, works for USA Today. And I guess she interviewed Ryan Johnson, and his trilogy is still on. There's no dates or timelines, she said. You know, there's a lot of other things moving in Hollywood with Lucasfilm, with Ryan Johnson, but it's still happening, and honestly, that makes me very happy, because I loved The Last Jedi, I loved what he was doing, I know a lot of other people, a lot of people said that he's a good director, and it just wasn't a good Skywalker movie, but a lot of other people said that, a lot of those people said if he had a different Star Wars movie to work with, it would probably be really good, so I'm very excited to hear this. And I'm very excited to see where it goes. So we'll see how things all play out. But as long as Ryan Johnson is still making a Star Wars movie, I'm very excited for where that will go. And then, so Disney released their trailer for their Cruella movie today, which stars Emma Stone as a young Cruella DeVille. And... It didn't do what it was supposed to do. Movie trailers are supposed to make one of people want to watch a movie. This made me not want to watch the movie. First off, Cruella DeVille is not a villain that you would think is deserving of an origin film. And then they say it will be like, oh, it's going to take place in like 1960s London, pop culture, punk rock, and all that, and fashion and stuff. It's like, oh, okay, so maybe this movie will be good. Oh, by the way, we're casting Emma Stone in it. Oh, okay, definitely going to have some 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 real shine in this movie. And then the trailer drops today, and I'm just like, what the fuck? This is not a movie. This is not a movie that looks good in any sense. Whoever made this trailer needs to be fired. And if they can come out with something that does a better job, then maybe I might be really interested in paying to see this movie. If not, if it goes right to Disney+, Plus. Maybe I'll watch it. But as of right now, the trailer they put for this movie makes me not want to watch the movie. And that is not a good thing. Like, I can't tell. Is this a heist film? Is this like a coming-of-age film? Is this like a 
take on what DC did with Joker, where it's like someone starts off okay and then like devolves into like like a bad guy. It, it, like, what's going on, man? And this trailer did not help answer any of those questions, and that's a problem. That is a big, major red flag, in my opinion. Not good. Not good. But in other good Disney news, the Russo brothers, of course, are directing the live-action take on Disney's Hercules, one of my favorite Disney animated films. And Joe Russo was on Lights, Camera, Barstool. That's a a Barstool sports podcast about Hollywood. Uh, And he had this to say, so quote, The script's about to come in in a week. We've taken a lot of time and care with it. It's a movie that was really important to me and my kids, something that they watched when they were young, and so we've got a strong emotional connection to it. Our intention is to look at everything we do and think about how we can build on it, or build it out. What can you do with this that expands it, gives you different opportunities for storytelling in it? So we're going through that same exercise with Hercules is can we build it out? Can we build a world out of this and that extends beyond it and would be compelling? And I think that's what audiences are craving, right? They want to see something really cool that they want to get lost in for a decade. So that's our mission, is to provide them with that experience. It's still early. So we're getting a live-action Hercules franchise? Because that's what that sounds like. And I'm 100% on board with it. Like, are we going to get the 10... The Ten Trials of Hercules, Heracles, however you want to call him, in, instead of just like a, um, instead of just a montage of it in, in the cartoon, or sorry, the labors of, of Heracles. So granted, you can really draw those out. So if they do like one where he does a couple of the labors in one movie and then the next movie, a couple of labors, that, that might be a little bit better, right? You know, slaying the Nemean lion and, and capturing the Ermanthian boar, which I'm pretty sure I did all of these things in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But but I'm game if they do some kind of franchise with that. And as long as they get fire music, like in, in the cartoon, right? Everybody wants that. So we'll we'll see how that all plays out and what happens eventually with the Russo brothers when they when they finally get to making it um that's it for movie news today there are a couple other things wanted to clear up before we we end for today uh and that is uh it was announced that WonderCon will be virtual this year so that will take place between march 26th and 27th so it will be uh WonderCon online or WonderCon at home or whatever they end up calling it again uh and then two big comic announcements actually Uh, First of which, the Bounty Hunter Wars, which will be a large crossover event in Star Wars comics uh, that will take place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and focus on Boba Fett. And it looks like it's just going to be a retelling of Shadows of the Empire, which really sucks because Shadows of the Empire was like, is like one of the best Star Wars comic book storylines from the old expanded universe. And... Hopefully they do it justice with whatever this turns out to be, because that's definitely something that you don't want to mess with too much. And I, I'm excited to see where it goes. I just, I don't want them to fuck it up. You know what I mean? But we'll see how, what happened and why they didn't rescue Han right away. Cause if you guys don't know this, there's actually a year 
in between Return of the Jedi and, and Empire Strikes Back. So that might be why you guys are kind of wondering, like, wait, they didn't rescue Han right away? No, no, they didn't, actually. So, yeah, fun fact, huh? But that <laughs> that's, I just, I hope they don't mess up Shadows of the Empire and they do it in a new, great way. And it looks like the Black Sun is going to be involved, so maybe Prince Zizer will be in, involved as well, but who knows. But what I think is the coolest thing, so DC Comics has announced they will be continuing their classic continuation stories, uh, just like they did with Batman 66 and Wonder Woman 77. We are going to be getting a Superman 78 series that will continue the stories of the uh, Richard Donner and Christopher Reeve Superman. And we will also be getting Batman 89, which will tell the story of Bruce Wayne and Batman, of course, following Batman Returns. Uh, the characters will be in their likeness, so they will look like Michael Keaton. We will get Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Um, there was already concept shown off, concept art shown off that shows like a Joker inspired by Prince, uh, considering that the Joker was was killed off in in the first Batman eight, 1989. But it's going to be digital only at first, and then trade paperback and and um, and hardback will release later this year. Be on the lookout for those, because those are going to be freaking awesome. But uh, with that being said, guys, thank you guys for coming to Nick's Nerd News this week. Um, one more thing, actually, I did want to cover. You know, last week we started talking about people important in the in nerd culture in, in Black History Month. And there's a content creator I actually wanted to talk about this week. Um, he's actually a, a host on the Xbox podcast from Kind of Funny. Uh, his name is Paris, and he goes by Vicious696 uh, on, on Twitter. He plays a lot of Destiny and stuff on Twitch. Uh, like I said, he hosts uh, XCast on Kind of Funny. He works for Gamertag Radio, and he plays Cyberpunk and a lot of things. He is, honestly, he's really funny. He's been on podcast a lot, Podcast Unlocked a lot. I personally really enjoy a lot of his his interactions and how he approaches gameplays and things like that and this is someone i i think deserves a lot of praise in the community and if you guys are um if you guys are into that kind of thing i i really recommend paris like i said i want to shine a light on on people that maybe don't always get a light sh shined on them and maybe if you're in the xbox realm of or maybe if you're in the playstation realm of things you might not necessarily know who who he is um, so I, I just want to make sure everyone, gamers everywhere, kind of know about this person. And, and like I said, Paris is great. He has really interesting and great takes on things. He's actually really funny. And he's definitely someone that you guys should give a listen to or give a watch to if you haven't before. But his name is Paris, like I said, and it's he's someone to watch out for um, because he is a great content creator. Um, but with that being said, that is it for Nick's Nerd News this week. Thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, check out nixnerdnews.com where you can find links to all of our podcast pages if you want to subscribe, listen, uh, things like that. You can listen right in your browser or you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast pages. Uh, also, while you're there, make sure to check out our social media tab so you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, 
and Instagram pages where we post a lot of funny memes. Uh, you can see everything right there in one place, or you can find links individually, or just search Nick's Nerd News on your preferred social media site. Um, but with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>